We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. And as you are listening to this episode, we are in the new year. So how are we doing, friends? You doing good? I'm so excited for this episode. I have a very special guest with me today, Tiffany Leonardo. She is a dedicated yogi, and she's also a podcast host as well, the podcast Be You Too Full. Welcome to the show, Tiff. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you, Brittany. I'm super excited. Um, My best friend has mentioned so much about you and your vibe and the different experiences that you both are interested in curating. So I'm excited to like have this one-on-one time with you and get to know you uh, on a more personal level. I know. Well, if those that are listening that are wondering who Tiffany's best friend is, it is our girl, Priscilla Perez. And (laughs) that is how we got connected. And I remember Priscilla was talking, like she just brought you up. She's like, you and Tiffany are so similar. You remind me of each other. You have to connect. And at the time I I knew you as curl crush yoga. Like I didn't know, like I just knew you through your Instagram (laughs) handle and I was like, Oh, you mean curl crush? Like I was like, yeah, Yeah. I love love her. Like I love her energy. She has this great vibe. She has a great (laughs) smile. Like I don't even have to know you to know the type of energy. So it just kind of happened naturally. Priscilla and I were sitting at LGO, a little cafe in Phoenix. We were talking about you and I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her right now. She sounds like someone I want to have on <laughs> podcast. So here we are. So P, if you're listening, we love you. Thank you for the connection. Yes. <laughs> for the connection. So really excited to bring this topic to you, my listeners, because it is something that I have battled with my whole entire life. And Tiffany definitely brings a very unique twist to this topic. And today we're going to be talking about managing your attention. And as someone that used to struggle with attention, I was diagnosed with ADHD at a very young age. And that just kind of became my title for a really long time in my adult life. I have, that has been my, my struggle is figuring out how to manage my attention. So we were talking about a topic and this came up. I was like, yes, let's bring this to the show because it's not something that we're taught. It's not something that we're taught. And now our world, we're constantly being bombarded with so much information that has us distracted that no wonder we're having a hard time managing our attention. So I'm just so excited and I'm ready to dive in. So Tiff, give a little background on who you are, what you're about and how you got to this topic. Sure thing. Um, I, I'm really excited for today. I um, I was thinking back and like as you were like introducing me and I think this is the first podcast that I've been on. I've interviewed um, a bunch of different friends and so I'm excited for, for that reason. And the second reason why I'm excited is because podcasts and listening to like YouTube videos is really what started my uh, mindfulness journey. And I would definitely say that was like probably like 2015 where I really started 
honing in on how can I shift from existing to actually living life. And so during um, a breakup where it happens to most people, right? Like you're like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And um, so from 2015 till now has brought me to being a yoga instructor. So I taught yoga for the past three years and it's really my heart's work. It's something that I do and, and, believe in because like pod- podcasts, yoga has changed my life. It really has. It's helped me to be more intentional with how I'm living. It's allowed me to be more present. And it's also allowed me to tame the crazy Latina that's in me. That's like wants to react and like have a fiery response. But I'm like, nope, I'm going to take a time, like take a few seconds to respond as opposed to reacting, which is still like a muscle that I'm building. But it's been really interesting um, to see how what started off as movement as I, oh, I have scoliosis, I have tight shoulders, I want to be a little bit more flexible, what started off as as only that really began this like self love journey of admiring my body for everything that it can do admiring the different shapes and being able to move and realizing with that, how you just, you love the skin that you're in. You love everything that you've been, been given and you learn to appreciate it. So um, outside of my yoga though, I am a um, instructor as well. I work for a medical device company and I go to different hospitals and I train folks on how to use the equipment that my uh, company makes. And it's actually a surgical robot, which is really cool. I'm such a nerd. So anyone who comes to my yoga classes, I'm a really big bio nerd. I let them know like what's happening in their body and what anatomy that they're working on. And one of the reasons why I'm a bio nerd is because I'm really big into anatomy as it relates to the operating room and surgeries and, and what's happening during a procedure. So my goal with yoga, with the work I do in my full-time job is to support my students in listening to their bodies before they become patients that are on the operating room table. Mm -hmm. Because when I see these patients and I've traveled all over different cities throughout the United States, like that sheer look of fear, that look of how did I get here? how is this happening? This is really real is consistent at every hospital that I go to. And you just human to human, you feel that there doesn't need to be a verbal exchange, but realizing what can I do to help, you know, seeing these patients, I, I I look at them and I say, okay, like this is where the yoga can come in. This is where we can help invite others to be in their bodies. So just wanted to share that about myself. I kind of went off on a tangent, but I hope that helps introduce everyone to myself. <laughs> I, I mean, you could have kept going. I was listening and I'm like, yes, this is exactly why P wanted us to connect. Because, <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I'm sitting here smiling listening to you and I can just tell as you're talking like this is your your heart work and your life's calling and you said something about like living like intentional living and like being a human and like really experiencing what that's like Um, that resonated with me on so many levels because same here yoga I never became a yoga instructor but yoga was like my introduction into 
all of this world of development. Like it was like my gateway into it. So I can definitely relate because it started out as movement and then it just developed into so much more. And here we are today. That's so cool. I love that you said like what you said about the patients on the, like the patients at the hospital and like the yoga class and how you want to help your students not become that way. Like how did, what happens? What is the disconnect between our minds and our body? Mm-hmm. That That's a great question, Brittany. So I feel like one of the things that is really important as we, we think about like that mind body connection is our senses, right? Our sense of touch, taste, smell, you know, the, the, the five senses that we have, they're so beautiful. They let us know that we're alive. They allow us to connect with our environments. And I think we see this in kids. We see this in puppies, right? They want to put things in their mouth. They want to touch everything. They're so stimulated by everything that they're seeing. And that's because they want to experience their environment. And I think that's so beautiful to see that that essence in them. And with us as, as adults, we tend to use those same senses, but in a different way, by consuming media, by listening to the negativity, by just d- different ways, even touch, right? Like h- how many of us have taken like touch during COVID for granted, like being able to hug somebody like these different things, these senses are used to connect with the I- outside world. But where the mind body connection comes in is when we use those to connect inward. Like, how am I feeling? How are my shoulders, my hips, my foot? Oftentimes, I feel that because we're so stimulated and using to connect with the outside world, we forget those little things that in our body, it's it's speaking to us. It's reminding us to connect, to look in. And those are also the things that just like we want to be seen as a human and we want to to feel um, heard and respected, the body's looking for the same thing. It wants to be heard. It wants to be listened to the thoughts that come up. And, and I think that's where the disconnect comes from using the senses to connect outward, but how can we reflect and use those five senses to go in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense because we are bombarded with like so much concentration that results in false pleasure and that, that like that space, that disconnect. So when it comes to managing your attention, because there is like, we're just this, we're overstimulated. And even before everything happened uh, with the pandemic, we still were overstimulated and bombarded with so many distractions, but then it became even more concentrated because we, most of the world, went on a great big pause. We took a big, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I call 2020. Um, so yeah. how, how do we start reining back in that attention and start managing it from um, an intentional place? Yeah. I think that at, I'll speak for myself. And I think most people like our age, this, this holds truth is that realizing how much you're on your phone you know, like there's so many like phone usage apps. I have an Android and it has this thing called digital well-being. And it lets me know like how many times I've unlocked my phone, which apps I'm using the most, how many hours I've spent on those apps. And 
realizing every time we pick up the phone, it's looking for a connection, right? Like that's like what I register in my head. Like, oh, Tiff, you've been really connected to the phone today. Like, but what's, what's a connection that will fulfill me? Is it catching up with a girlfriend or a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while? Is it journaling? Is it coming back to my different self-care practices? Um, Yoga Nidra is one of my favorite um, forms of meditation. And, you know, how am I looking for connection that will actually fulfill me? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's um, the number one thing that I would suggest like right off the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, we do, we're like so digitally connected (laughs) that it often leaves us disconnected. And this is definitely a conversation that I could have for a long (laughs) time. And, you know, obviously it comes to awareness, but what happens when you're aware and you're like, I know I'm on my phone. And then you're still just like, screw it. I'm just going to continue to scroll through and like, you know what you're doing, but you're still doing it. How do, how do you use these tools to work through that? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I find myself doing that too, where I'm like, I need like guilty, um, Instagram scrolling pleasure, you know, like giving myself that and, and also realizing, okay, so my commitment to myself is to be on this for an hour a day you know, just having some guardrails around it, because we still need to live. And I also equate that to I've recently um, been plant based, like since September. Yes, yeah, since September. And so that's been awesome. And it's something that just naturally t- took its course. But I still eat eggs, you know, I'll last night I had a pizza. So like, I don't make it this hard and fast rule that like, okay, absolutely no phone time or like it just has to be work related or things like that. I think it's important to give ourselves grace and allow ourselves to live in this moment and and enjoy those things because we're doing those those actions because it's gratifying in some way. So uh, allowing ourselves that but giving yourself some some guardrails as well. I feel like that's been beneficial. And it's like a little treat, like, okay, I'm going to finish this and work on XYZ, something that's really nourishing. And then as a treat, I'll allow myself to do more scrolling time, more Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I love crafting. So different things like that. (laughs) Definitely. It's like having those guardrails and then being like being honest with yourself. Like that is the black or white thinking I think has people getting stuck. It's like, it's either all in or all out. And yeah, the color gray exists for reason. Like there's a gray area for a reason. And I think, you know, it's important to tap into that. But when it comes to like being present, what other tools do you do you use or do you suggest or that you use with your students to help minimize the distractions or kind of help hone in on the present moment? For sure. I would say starting your day with yourself. I know there's, you know, there's so many books um, and talks on that, but it, it holds value for a reason and holds truth for a reason. And it's so nourishing to know the phone is set aside for the first 15 minutes. That's what I used to start with 15 minutes, then 30 minutes, and then however long you want to take it from there. Um, And I started with, okay, every Tuesday, I'm going to just do a little bit of movement, a little bit of stretching. And it's funny too, because I'm a yoga teacher. So you would think I'm always stretching, like I'm walking around the house and doing just stretching about and it's like, that's not the case. Like I, I'll do it as I'm preparing for class or for my own practice. 
But um, I realized starting my day with that, with a little lemon water, with um, I do Qigong in the mornings. I feel like it's a really gentle form of movement. And I think that's huge. And with that comes with going to bed early <laughs> or go. And I know I was listening to one of your podcast episodes and you're like, I'm in bed like by like eight or nine or like something super early. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Like, oh my God. It's eight 30. Well, I love that you said that because like your morning starts the night before. So it's like whatever you're consuming the night before is going to carry in to your sleep, which will carry into your morning. So I agree. I love that. That's a really helpful tool for people to manage their attention. And it's like focusing on yourself first, filling up your cup first before Mm -hmm. you start giving out and focusing outward for the rest of the day, like making time for yourself. So that I definitely resonate with that. So when people come to you and they're just like, let's just say they're really struggling with their focus, where do you start them? For sure. So I'm actually working on um, like a self care quiz, because we're all different, right? Like we're all different with like, what's our jam. I know for me, it's about it's really based on aesthetics and setting up a space to to find my piece. So it's, it's candles, it's music, it's having it look pretty, like all of these things are clean and neat. Like it's hard for me to settle if the space isn't neat. That's really important for me. And each of us have a different jam, right? Like some people are like, I want, I want to do a morning run, or I feel called to journal as soon as I wake up in the morning, or um, they feel called to meditate. I think all of us are different. So that would be my first thing to do like a little quiz. I'm putting one together myself, but if you just type in Google, like self-care quiz, it's really cool to see what comes up and to see how, okay, this is like a little treat. I get to start my day off doing something for me. It's the first 15, 30 minutes of the day, which is, which is surprisingly really refreshing, especially with like the back-to-back Zoom calls that I have in my corporate job. Like those seem so much more accessible when I've started my day with myself. And then I've been ending my day, especially on Mondays, doing yoga nidra. So um, it's a class. And I know, again, as a yoga teacher, most people would think, oh, you know, you can just sit in, in a quiet room for an hour and meditate really easily. That's not the case. I have a really difficult time meditating. So I've noticed community is what works for me and being around others. So I go to an online meditation class and that's just like my church. It's on Monday nights. It helps me set the tone for the week. And despite how chaotic things might get with with like demands of being pulled from area to area. And now that we just came from like the last quarter of the year and closing out 2020, um, so many different demands came up. And I just noticed with doing the morning practice and doing my Nidra, like I'm set. Like I'm like, come on, world. <laughs> So bring it on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Bring it on. I love that you keep bringing it back to like, you're setting aside dedicated time for you. And it doesn't have to be a lot, like 15 minutes in the morning, like having your set plan time for yoga nidra. Cause if you think to yourself, well, yeah, maybe I'll do this. And then like, hopefully I'll get to this in the, you know, in the morning, like if it's not clear or concrete, it's not going to happen. Our brain is not going to be like exactly ready to do it, having the plan. And I think having that anchor of um, yoga nidra 
at the same time every week. It's like you can yeah. guarantee that. And I love that you're like, it's an online, it's not like you're going somewhere, but in your mind, you're like, I'm going to my screen that like represents the community, represents the class. So that's exactly huge. And it's just making sure it's like that intentional time for you. Cause when you can really focus on yourself, that's where the attention like doesn't like when we're thinking about all these other things, of course, our attention is going to be. Yeah. And, and that's, that's so huge, Britt, because time is both emotional and logical, right? We experience it differently. Like when time flies, when you're having fun and it really sucks when you're stressed out and you're getting pulled in a bunch of different directions, but logically we all have the same time in the day. So how do we change our experience of it is, is seeing, okay, how can I start with me? Like that helps shift your emotions and allows us to feel like, okay, but at least I did my movement this week. I've, um, been doing a strength training program three times a week. And that has really changed like my energy to pair that with the yoga and the, and the yoga Nidra, like it's just bananas to me. Like I never thought I can fit this much self-care, um, into my life until now, but COVID has allowed me to do that and to really just take a step at a time. The first three months of COVID, I did nothing. I literally didn't do any yoga. I didn't do any meditation. I think it was just kind of like the shock of like, holy cow, I guess this is really happening. And past that, I started doing again, for me, it's community and friends. So P started teaching some classes online. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go just to support her. I'm not into strength training. Let me just go to support her. And I say all this to say, honor your journey. Don't push yourself. Like I have to do this see what feels right and, and, and see, um, what are the things that will keep you motivated to, to keep that, that habit? Cause it, it requires discipline. And that's like a sucky word that most people don't want to hear, but when it, when it feels good and you get something out of it, that discipline becomes more of like a pleasure zone for all of us. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, the word discipline has a negative connotation to it, but to your point, I believe, and I think Will Smith said this, which I love. He, I think he said that self-care is self-discipline because it does take discipline to make time for yourself. It's so much easier to like make excuses and focus on other people and be pulled in all these different directions. And then like throw yourself a pity party because of it. It's like this really um, vicious cycle. It just perpetuates. So to point. Like, I love that you shared that, you know, I'm sure in the beginning, the first three months, you probably felt like shit. Like you probably didn't feel great when you weren't doing those things. And then seeing the contrast of like, when you started to do things that you really enjoyed, then it was like, Oh, like then you just start feeling really good. And then realizing this is like making time for yourself is the most beneficial thing that you can do for yourself and everyone in your life. And especially when it comes to like managing your focus, because if you focus on yourself first, it becomes so much easier to focus on what else you have going on in your life. So exactly. Amen. (laughs) I am tracking with you. So I know, I mean, I've talked about yoga Nidra on the podcast before, but if someone's listening and they're not familiar, let's talk a little bit about yoga Nidra. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's a deep awareness meditation. Um, for anyone that hasn't tried it, I feel like, 
I'll give you a little more tidbits, but it's one of those things like you have to experience it for yourself, but it allows you to connect with every appendage, every inch of your body and the manner in which things are said. There are actually studies because this is my science nerd coming out, but there are studies to support how the yoga nidra after 12 sessions helps improve your brain function as well. Um, for any science nerds out there. And it it's just, it's like the best sleep ever. Like, like in the meditation, I'll be very honest, there have just been a handful of times where I've been able to stay awake. But I feel like the most beautiful thing about it is that it doesn't, I'm not really thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking at all about my to-do list, about what's happening next. It really allows me to be present it allows me to be in my body, to, to be grateful for every inch of it. It's magic. I, I can't say anything other, other than that. What, what's, how's your experience been, Britt? Well, my experience, same thing. Like it's, it's hard to explain because it is something you have to experience. But really, when I've done Yoga Nidra, it's kind of like an out-of-body experience because it is, it's impossible to turn off your brain, to turn off your thoughts. But when you're just like there it's definitely the essence of like being <laughs> and you're way more in tuned with the, being the observer of your thoughts like you're separated from your thoughts and because really you can only focus on one thing at a time so if you're going through every part of your body and that's your only focus it's just it's magical because it really does create the like presence for an extended period of time because you know when it comes to being present especially for myself like i way more present than i've ever been but in the past before i had a mindfulness practice and i was doing meditation i don't think i was present ever like i think there'd be times where like maybe i'd focus on my breath for a moment but then i was just like what's next and like everywhere and through these practices it's like really like the the essence of just being it's like this exactly. is it this is what's happening in the present moment but it is i know it does make you feel so rejuvenated it really is i feel so blessed i um attended my my first class not that long ago like months after um us being in quarantine and i just started crying because i was just like what a gift it is to I know the pandemic has been really difficult for so many people, but the accessibility of all these different classes, for, for me, I feel so blessed to have crossed paths with these amazing life-changing teachers. And I, I could do it from the comfort of my own home. Like what a blessing that is. And especially at a time when I, when I feel like I, I really needed it, I needed to come back to that practice. It just, you know, it's, it's like the thing that you fall in love with all over again. Like, you're just like, okay, this is why I did it. And, and, and again, everything's in doses. Like, first, I started with movement. And then in September, I started with um, looking at my diet, what I'm eating. In November, I came back to more, my more spiritual practices. These were things that I did often all the time. But with COVID and things changing, it, my life uh, changed in a lot of ways. And it took a while for me to get back into those. But I gave myself grace the entire time. And I think in this world of shoulds, like just just be just be nicer to yourself and, and just allow yourself and see what feels right. And 
That's actually what I do in my yoga classes, Britt. Like I have these Oracle cards. So for anyone that's like new to, to cards, there are a deck of cards. They, um, they can have quotes on them. I've seen people that just have quotes. Gabrielle Bernstein has a really beautiful deck, but the one I use is called the yogic path. And, um, it's on these different philosophies in yoga. And when I shuffle the cards, I just hold the cards to my heart and I just breathe into them and say the universe, God, the higher powers that may be like speak through these cards and allow me to share the story you'd like for me to share today. Like whatever your message is, allow me to share that in class. And so I use that to theme the class and, and not only that, but it's really for us to trust our intuition. Because I absolutely adore when you see somebody in class that's like, oh my God, that's the week I had. Or like someone that's like, I really needed to hear that. This week was was tough. And like this gave me an inspiration of hope. And that's what the, the deck of cards do. They have um, just different little reminders to let us know like, hey, you're not forgotten about. And someone higher is, is taking care of everything. We're going through the steps of our journey as it'll, it'll take us, but know that trust your gut feeling and you're taking care of. And mm -hmm. so I think with everything that we've just talked about, Britt, it's really based on that, your intuition. When does it feel right? Not like, okay, it's January. I need to like grind and hustle this month. And then mm -hmm. February, I'm going to do this. Like, do what feels right. And part of that is trusting your intuition. Amazing. That was beautiful. I was like, I can't wait to take one of your classes. <laughs> I mean, and that is like true, like just trusting and having faith that things will work out. Um, and I think like what came up for me when I was listening to you about intuition is when we are distracted or we're having a hard time focus, our intuition like you can't, you can't listen to your intuition. You can't exactly. listen to your gut. Yep. So it brings it back to the importance of paying attention on purpose, being intentional about where you're at and where your mind is at. Um, because when you're not, you can't listen to that intuition and it always comes back to that place and having mm -hmm. faith that things are working out, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it feels like the world is falling apart and there's chaos all around, it often feels like that if we are disconnected from our intuition. So thank you for sharing that. And what a beautiful practice to be able to have um, trust in that guide, higher power to like be the message through you. And it is uh, such a gift to be able to do that and speak about it in that way. So thank you for sharing. That was beautiful. So if, um, you know, someone's listening and they really do want to like manage their attention and be more intuitive or really connect to themselves in that deeper way. What are the first steps? Like what are some tangible action steps that someone can take today? I would say one of the first things for me and, and the reason why I share this is because this is what works for me on my journey. We're all going to be different. Um, but the first thing I did, and actually this was kudos to Chris, um, I, I got a phone usage app and a lot of these are built into your phone, but just realizing how much time you're spending, that was really eye opening. Cause I'm someone that's like, I want to read more books. I want to have time to like be more creative and do these things that really light, light up my life. But I had to see in order for me to manage my attention, 
where am I placing my attention right now? Mm. Because I'm showing myself, I'm showing the universe that what I'm putting my time in is important. So because I can't get back time and because time can't be replaced by money, where am I placing my attention? So that was a good baseline for me to assess. And then I kind of shifted gears and was like, well, family means a lot to me. So realizing with the time that I do have, how can I place it in areas that are fulfilling? (laughs) Writing those out, right? Writing, Writing those things that really mean a lot to you. If I had more time in the day, I would do X, Y, Z. Another beautiful exercise is taking five post-its and just kind of laying them out, writing on them the things that are most important to you. And from those five post-its, if you had to choose four, which would be the four that you would stay with? From the four, if you only had to choose three, like you only had three options to choose the, the things that meant most to you that you could actually spend your time with what would that be? And from that, those three, focusing your attention in those areas. It's a really simple exercise. And it puts, has you put your thoughts to paper of this actually means a lot to me, because sometimes you don't realize that it means a lot. And it made me assess where am I spending my time, right with those phone usage apps, writing down the top three things essentially that are important to me. And then what do I want to do to help make, make those happen? You know, it could be accountability with your friends, with your family, sending those guardrails like we kind of talked about earlier with like apps that kind of lock down your phone after a certain amount of usage on them. Those are, I feel like some, some quick ways to, to kind of get started in managing your attention. I love that. I love that exercise. Yeah. Like having the, the awareness of how much time am I spending on my phone? What apps, all of that is, is amazing. And it's so good. Cause like combining those two of like the three most important things and doing a little audit, a non-judgmental audit, having that grace of like, okay, well, how much time did you actually spend? Like always looking back in the day before or the week before, how much time did you spend in those areas? And then you can just be like, where am I? Like, where's my out of alignment? What's going on here? And again, always coming from a place of compassion. So I love as it really does help bring that awareness. And when you do a little gentle audit like that, okay, these things are important. Did I spend any time last week connecting with a family member? Did I spend any time last week on personal development and growth? If not, it just shows like, okay, well, we'll just got to shift this focus a little bit. And here we go. Let's shift the focus. So I love that. That is such a great exercise. So easy. Those practices too, Britt, like helped me move from being a stressed out yoga teacher, because that was definitely my life, like I was burning out. And I was like, why am I burning out? Like what's happening? And my right shoulder was um, locked, I I couldn't move, I went to the chiropractor, I did all these different things. And I was like, well, I think the universe is trying to get my attention, I need to shift how I'm existing, and actually live life. And those are the practices that allowed me to become a more intentional human and a more mindful yoga teacher. Cause before that I was really just going through the motions and, and, you know, we all kind of catch ourselves and I, and I hope that's why we're listening. Right. Cause we feel like we want to do something differently. What we're doing right now isn't working. It's not that it's bad, but it's not working for how we want to live our lives. So just try a few things. And then if it doesn't work, you can go back to exactly what you were doing. <laughs> Right. Like you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. I love yeah. to 
shared from a place of like, this is what works for me. And I think that's the beauty. Cause it really is like, it's not a one size fits all, but if you're not doing these practices regularly and you're like, yeah, 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 I know, but you're not actually practicing them. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice. Cause it's one thing to know, like takes you to the bridge, but like, it's another thing to actually do it and experience it. And that action walks you over to that bridge. So I think it's so powerful. And you mentioned like how you got back into it was by doing one thing at a time. Cause a lot of times people burn out cause they're like, well, I'm going to work out every single day and I'm going to eat super healthy and I'm going to journal yeah. and meditate. And then it just becomes overwhelming. And our brain yeah. hate overwhelm our brain. Just, <laughs> nope. Our brain hates indecision. Our brain hates overwhelm. So if we are feeling indecision or if we're feeling overwhelmed, it's not going to happen. So I love that. Um, you did, you mentioned like it was kind of in, in, um, almost like stages or like phases unintentionally. It wasn't like phase one is this phase two is this like a robot, but like it kind of did. It sounds like it kind of manifested in that way. Love that. Yeah. Amazing. You're such a gift, like just talking to you. You're a shining light, um, being able to speak on this, on this level and with the confidence and grace that you do. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. If I was to ask your friends and family, what your superpower is, what would they say? I love that. I would say sunshine. That's what most like one of my jobs too. That was like my nickname (laughs) that I kind of responded to. I, um, I love life. I love life. And I figure now that I'm more intentional with how I I'm living life, I I've learned to show life how I love it back. And I feel like I've been really grateful for the the life I've been given. And I'm just happy. I'm, I'm a girl from the Bronx that grew up in a single parent household. And I don't know how I'm living this life, really, like a lot of it has has been good vibes. It's been outlook. It's been um, discipline for sure. And it's been following my heart. So if I could couldn't say anything else and to like leave our your community with it's it's follow your heart, do what feels right for anyone that's like into like, legally somatic feelings like I would say you know connect with what brings you gratitude and how does it make you feel to know that you're you're held to know that you are seen and know that you're inviting this opportunity of new things in your life because those are the things that bring me sunshine like when I realize that and not to know academically that I that I'm held but to feel it in your body somatically that like I'm taking care of. And I think that's why it radiates out outwardly. Well, I would definitely hundred percent agree. Sunshine, like your face, like light. <laughs> um, I mean, for those listening, you'll have to go to curl crush yoga so you can see <laughs> sunshine glory, because I agree. Um, you know, that quote that's like be around people that feel like sunshine or like whatever that quote is like, that's yeah. really, really what I just thought of. So <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your sunshine with me. Uh, where where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Oh yeah, so um, I I live pretty much on Instagram. That's like my social media of choice. So my Instagram is uh, Curl Crush Yoga, and it's curl like curly hair. Curl Crush Yoga. Um, once you see my picture, I have a huge afro, <laughs> which um, it's I feel like it's an extension of my personality, like. God is good. I don't know how that happened, but it did. 
It is amazing. I'm I'm like thinking, I'm like, man, I wish my curls, I wish my curls, <laughs> did that. My curls do not do that. <laughs> it has its own, it has its own, it has its days, girl. Like some days I'm like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. <laughs> I relate to that. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I also have been teaching on this new platform. It's called, the name of the website is recess.tv. And I love it because it's like their hashtag is playtime. Like it's hashtag playtime, hashtag we recess. It's a really fun platform with a lot of different instructors. So once you sign up, like let's say you come to my yoga class, you can also experience other forms of movement on the platform. And the classes are really interactive as compared to Zoom. So that's been where I've been creating community recently. So I'm excited. (laughs) I will definitely link both of those in the show notes as well as your podcast. So people can get more of you and listen to you on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for this wonderful conversation. Uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation. I'm so grateful that we had an opportunity to finally connect on this level in this way. Me too. Me too, Britt. Thank you so much for having me on and for allowing me to share my practices with your community. I feel like if we experience it on our own, it needs an opportunity to live on. So like having the opportunity to share it gives it new life. So thank you for having me. Ooh, Tiff, what a doll. I absolutely loved that conversation. And it's so important to check back in with those practices that ultimately have us feeling good and managing our attention of like where we put our focus, our energy goes. So what we focus on, we create more of that. So it's such a good opportunity to check in with yourself and see where's your focus right now. If your January is feeling kind of chaotic and hectic, know that you are not alone and you can always start today or tomorrow or February. It doesn't matter if it's the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, all that matters is you take the time to check in with yourself and how you want to feel. If you want a little guidance on visualization, vision boards, uh, manifesting law of attraction, I got you. I have a virtual workshop this Saturday at 10 a.m. Arizona time. And if you can't make it, it's all good. You'll get the replay, you'll get the resources, and you'll have access to it all the time, forever, literally forever. This is one of my favorite things to teach my clients, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. So sign up. There's a link in the bio. Send to a friend. It's going to be an amazing time, and I hope that you can join. All right, that's all I got for you today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, a great week, and remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.